And it's all down to personal opinion because certain people will say Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is good. Well, I think they're wrong. I mean, but I they're say, entitled to their opinion. I would say Guardians of the Galaxy 2 would still qualify as a hit, though. TNMP, the Nerdy Misfit Podcast, with your host, with your host, with your host. Connor O'Neill and Matthew Hughes. What is up, Matthew? Happy Saturday Hap- to you. <coughs> Happy Saturday to you, sir. Don't die. Just started. I know. Just started. Gotta make it through. Here we are. Today, um, we're drinking. <laughs> it's been a while since we've actually had a drink. Well, it's been a while since we've recorded an episode. Not that they know. Oh, okay. So and maybe then, that's why it feels like a while since we Yeah. <laughs> but we're, we're actually having something different. We're having a beer. Yes. Usually, it's a cocktail. But... A beer is a cocktail, kind of, if you think about it. This one is very much kind a of a bunch cocktail. A bunch of stuff together. Um, but uh, this is called Tropical Trip from a local brewery called Counterpart. And I've heard of that place before. It's a sour ale with passion fruit, orange, pineapple, coconut cream, almond, and vanilla. And what are your thoughts on it so far? I know we've only taken a few sips each, but uh, what, what's your, what are you feeling? How are you feeling about it? lives those? up to the sour of a sour ale. Definitely sour. Don't know if I get much of the... I, I probably get maybe passion fruit. Passion fruit sour. Passion fruit is definitely a... Some orange for sure. Very citrusy, very fruity. I don't really taste too much of the almond and vanilla. Yeah, I don't get much almond or vanilla. Coconut cream, I think, is more mouthfeel. Yeah. Kind of there, but... But anywho. Anywho. That's what we're drinking today. That also dives into... Uh, I introduced Matt to an app I used to use yes. a while back, and that's called Untapped. It's like a... Beer, beer for Facebook. <laughs> beer social media, where you can kind of rank, take pictures of your beverages, rank them so you know what you like, what you don't like. It's super neat, too, because it has um, like a hundred plus options to pick for like taste profiles, which yeah, I thought is which really is cool. good. And then obviously there's a lot of people who love going to microbreweries, so it's a way of keeping track of all the different places you've been. Exactly. What you've had. Maybe you go back. It's been two years since you've been and you want to see what you had. So you know what you did have. So maybe try something new. I kind of wish I did this app at the very beginning of the year before I got like down this yeah, Matt's depth of beer. Trying some weird ones. So some good, some not so good. Um, stay away from the milkshake beers, kids. Milkshake beers. Yeah, um, I don't think many people needed to be told that advice, but exactly. thank you. Uh, this episode's coming out on March first. So happy Wednesday to that. Happy March first. Happy beginning of season three of Mandalorian. That's also the third month of the year. That's also the third month of the year. Already. <laughs> We're getting into tax season. This has been a rough year. It's only two months, Matthew. I know. You got time. I say it's a rough week. It can improve. Let's go with that. It's been a rough week. You know, you find things, you, you find out some things that you're not happy about about certain people, and then both your projects come crumbling down, and then a tire pops, and then. Uh, Laptop dies. Laptop dies and... A lot of good things. A lot of great things. So, as of recording this, obviously, now is the time that Ant-Man is in theaters. theaters It's been out for about, I want to say, two and a half weeks by the time this episode comes out now. So, Ant-Man representing the start of Phase 5 of Marvel. Phase 5. Isn't that crazy to think about? The fact that there's even phases for... A movie franchise in general is insane, but the fact that we're on five. Is... Yeah, I I feel like Endgame wasn't that long ago. 
No, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. But it was at least like... It's because COVID years. Yeah, COVID years messes the timeline up. Literally timelines. Yeah, it was whole. But um, yeah, so I guess we'll do a quickie little into Ant-Man just because we've seen it recently. Yeah, so spoiler alert for Ant-Man. Yeah, there will be spoilers ahead. We'll keep it minor, but probably not. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, all right, Connor, what what are your thoughts on Ant-Man and the Wasp? Well, actually, my thing was first was, does it, do you think it deserves some of the hate? Because let's face it, a uh, big thing right now is that Ammon's, on a lot of things, people are saying it's the worst rated, worst Marvel movie. It's tied with the Eternals on Rotten Tomatoes for Rotten score, but then the audience score is like 84 or 87 or something crazy like that. So what do you think it's deserving of the hate it's no. getting? Yeah, me neither. I don't think it's deserving of the hate. It's it's Don't get me wrong. It's not like top tier, top five Marvel movies for me, but it's not the bottom either like it's a soft middle it tells a cohesive story it introduces new aspects of the marvel universe that we're building up into exactly and if you compare it even to just phase four for example we'll go into more of this detail after but most of phase four is just one-off movies basically yeah i think i think the big issue is people they just want the big stuff like we've seen we've built up to thanos end game right like yeah the massive conclusion. The thing is, you don't keep topping it. We have we have to put our <laughs> expectations exactly. back down again to exactly. be like, okay, that was the big bad. Soft we're moving reboot. on from that, and we're starting over. We're starting exactly. from like basically from the bottom again, and gonna work our way back up and to I've, the big I'm bad. Pretty sure I've told talked and about this. That big bad's coming quick. Yeah, quicker, way quicker than Thanos. Thanos yeah. So he's already not, been introduced like two or three times now. I was just like, gonna say, like we've seen him multiple times. Yeah, more than just a post-credit scene. Yeah, but we've also seen him in post-credit scenes. Also true. So um, I think that's been confusing for some people as well. Yeah, I know like, the multiverse is confusing in general, but for casual, my viewers, parents on and my mother was kind of confused because like because in Ant Man, yep, he is the villain. Correct. But he's also going to be the big bad of the Avengers. So I think kind it's, of correct. Yeah, I think it's. <laughs> In a way, it is him. Yeah. But it's not the one in Ant-Man. Or we don't even know. We don't know. We don't know which most likely not. Yeah. Most likely not, but potentially could be. He could be around. Exactly. And uh, I think that that's a little confusing for a more um, casual viewer of of Marvel content. And I I think there's a combination of people's... It's not as hype... You know, and on top of that, I think people are just tired of superhero movies. I think that that's playing a very large part in why people are, there's a little bit more distaste towards Ant-Man. The, the thing and is, it didn't feel as superhero movie. I, I made a I joke a in theaters. <laughs> well, I made a joke in when we were in the theater where I was like, it's like I watched a Star Wars movie because of all the alien races, like the yep. blasters and... There was some force wielding at some point, I felt. <laughs> it just, it did feel, it didn't feel like a Marvel um, superhero film. It no. did feel very different, which could be good, could be bad, depends on how you take that. In my eyes, the way Marvel's moving, and I'll touch upon a few different things here, is that if you look at Phase 4 going into Phase 5, is a lot of the movies are very different. Like, if you look at... Like, they're taking chances. Exactly. Like, Shang-Chi is a martial arts kung fu superhero movie. You look at... Some some hit, some don't. Eternals. Exactly. Eternals doesn't hit, unfortunately. Why? Because just we don't always need to have those big 
Black Widow, I think a combination of both COVID affected that success. For but sure. on top of that, I think the other issue is I think we probably should have had a Black Widow movie earlier. Before Endgame. And I feel when like they when they saw how successful all the other Marvel movies were doing. For sure. And how popular Scarlett Johansson was as Black Widow, they should have already they should have that movie should have been already coming out. For sure. Hundred percent agree. It should have definitely come out, especially especially since it's a flashback prequel style. Like, it takes place during it, um they could have put it in Civil any War and Endgame. That's when it falls into the timeline, I believe. Right. So why not put, throw it in Phase Three? Exactly. At some point, like I know they, it's a very densely packed schedule, but yeah, I get it. But from story wise, it's a pain, I guess. So I do think they did take a lot of chances. Even Spider Man. I mean, with the they're in, both Spider Man and Doctor Strange with the the introduction of the multiverse. multiverse. Yep. It's very complicated. It's Complicated to people that read comics, let alone yeah. bringing it to life in movies. Well, the irony is the fact that you're going, you're seeing all the multiverse, and they touch upon in Ant Man, they touch upon in Loki, and in Doctor Strange. Is that all of the other multiverse variants are all the same actor, obviously? And then you have the Spider Man movie, and it's three different actors playing the Spider Mans. But that makes more sense to me. It does in a I lot agree. of ways. Like, yeah. not all Spider Mans are going to look the same. If you're not lucky enough to have seen the Spider Man um, animated film into mm-hmm. the Spider Verse, yep. Um, if you haven't, definitely check it out. It's a great film. Sequel comes out in June. But not all of those Peter Parkers are the same. No, they're not even all Peter Parkers. Exactly. <laughs> that's that, And that's what makes it good. Exactly. Right? Because that's what makes sense when you think of alternate universes. But yeah, I do think that like the multiverse is a very... It can be cool, but it can be complicated. Hi, I'm an X-Man fan. Yeah, um, you're an X-Men fan, but that's also time travel. That's a whole uh, other can of worms. There's a whole breed of... That's like there's multiverses in one hand and then there's time travel in the other. And X-Men are like, you let's nev- do both. You never want to smash those together. But the X-Men are like, but what if we did? And it, it mostly hits. Mostly. Depending on writer. Yeah. Depends on writer. I mean, I'm excited to see X-Men in the MCU. Eventually, Actual yeah. X-Men. Deadpool 3 is going to start that now that the word mutant's been... But how... How important do you think Deadpool will be to the overall Marvel universe when it's an R-rated film? It won't be, in my opinion. I think it's just going to be... I don't think it's going to be an essential movie to watch in the MCU because I think it's going to be... not. I don't want to say it's a gag film. That's not the right word I'm looking for. But I think it's going to tell its own story. And if you were to to watch it separately from the MCU, you're not going to take anything away. That's fair. Because I don't think people that are like... They're not going to force kids to have to watch this exactly. if they want to follow the stories. Yeah, exactly. Right, and they want to keep the R rated. They want to keep the cohesive story of. I mean, there's not really a cohesive story of Deadpool one and two, but at the end of Deadpool two, you have Cable, Domino. Um, I think there was someone else there, all walking off into the sunset kind of shot. So obviously they're going to come back for the third one. So and then obviously with Hugh Jackman coming back. I just think Deadpool won't be classified as a phase movie. It definitely will just be a one-off kind of thing. Exciting nonetheless. For sure. Yeah, so we thought we would cover Ant-Man a bit there. I think overall I agree with you. I think it's middle of the pack. I don't think it's in the worst tiers, but it's definitely not the The way I look at it is because of the way phase four has been and we're going into phase five and we had the big baddie of Thanos and it's just like comics. I'm pretty sure I've said about it on the podcast before, but... In comics, once you have a big baddie show up, everyone teams up, everyone comes together, la da da, and they defeat the villain. They the all comics do a soft ways. reboot, and everyone goes their own way. So now we get introduced to new characters because of the big bad incident. Right? It's gonna feel slow. It's gonna feel 
If you look at anti-climactic, phase one, phase I guess. one is super slow. But you don't know what to expect from phase one. Exactly. That's the difference. Now we've become accustomed to being like, oh, we're building towards this. Oh, this is happening. This is intense. Exactly. There's always these building blocks in Los Angeles and Guardians and other movies. <laughs> but um, but those were all building towards the goal. Yeah. No, 100%. And now I think some people, I think I do think we're hitting that wall of people are just like, oh, another superhero movie. Not that DC's helping at all, because every time people are like, oh, something different, because it's DC, and then, and then they watch flops. it, and they're just like, why did I spend my money on that? Exactly. Let us know if you guys are going to go see Shazam 2. Oh, yeah, Shazam 2. We did out. also watch Black Adam together, finally. Unfortunately. Okay, so I, you Lots already know my motion. opinion. Okay, so the movie's like two hours and 20 minutes, 15 minutes for credits, whatever. And then there's every single time something happening that was like even slightly important, I swear it had to be freaking slow motion. A giant fight, slow motion. Dude jumps out Anything of the plane, slow, slow motion. motion. Dude walking down the street, slow motion. They overdid you, the slow motion. You can contract that slow motion to regular speed. You could probably save another 15 minutes of this movie, it felt like. Another issue we both had was that it's honestly, it's decent. It's decent. But then they try too hard to be Marvel with their comedy, yeah. and they come off like super serious. But then they have some of these, these very like bits, yeah, that just very cringe like one liners that just. I think you and I chuckled at the thing, and like the same joke, and there was only like two jokes that we like chuckled at. But it would have been bit. so much better if they just kept the serious tone, because in my opinion, I feel like that's where DC differs from Marvel. It is a lot more for sure serious. It's a lot more. A lot of the characters are a lot darker, and I think that they need to. Part of me thinks that that's what they need to um, go toward. But the thing is, you can have the serious thing. Like, if Black Adam, the whole movie was a little bit seriouser. And that's why you have the Flash. He's, the joke. He's exactly. a gay character. Or Green Lantern, too, kind of. Yeah, but they, but, but that's the one-line characters. You don't need to make... Well, Adam Smasher was the comedic relief of Black Adam. Oh, but yeah. then it was just that everyone was the comedic relief. Yeah, even, like, even Black, Black Adam, Adam was making jokes, and he just doesn't need to be... The first, what is it? The first within the first fifteen minutes when there's the the song playing. What song was it again? I don't remember. And then there's just all the <sighs> stuff with the kid. Like yeah. he starts like bouncing off and yeah. You need a tagline and yeah, it's just it was not not great. It was yeah, it's just not a good. Sorry, DC. <laughs> well, I think part of it's obviously it's not part of the plan. None of the movies are part of the plan anymore. James Gunn is rebooting again. That's what I mean. I'm excited for when James Gunn's plan starts, when his phase one, if you will, begins. Yeah, but the way he's doing it, and there's a timeline out there now, and it's like animated show, live action show, movies, live action it's risky. TV shows. It's risky, it's though. It's very it, risky, but, but I it's appreciate James Gunn. It. I appreciate the risk and like trying something new for DC. Do you trust James Gunn to be the one at the helm, though? You, don't even, you already know my opinion on Guardians of the Galaxy 2. The only thing that James Gunn has going for him from my history of James Gunn stuff is the fact that he directed the first Guardians, which is a solid film, and he helped write the first live-action Scooby-Doo movie. He definitely did. Uh, <laughs> the, the first Guardians has done really well where it was a team that no one really thought was going to do well, and he did great. Yeah, Avengers in space. I think Suicide Squad was okay. The Suicide Squad? The like, one that he uh, directed. I haven't seen that one with the giant cast. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen it yet. It's okay. I think it's... I think that's the only movie that's canon in his timeline <laughs> moving forward. Makes, I mean, it makes sense, but it was all right. Yeah. Like, it wasn't it wasn't great. Probably Quinn 3. But it was all right. It's technically, she has three movies now. Oh, dear. Well, she has the... Su she has Suicide Squad. Then she there's, like, Harley Quinn in the 
Birds of Prey or whatever. Yeah. Which I haven't seen. I've only wanted to see it because uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is Black Mask as the villain. And oh, very cool. That's the only reason why I want to see it and I just haven't seen it yet. And then, yeah, now The Suicide Squad. Yeah, those were the two big movies, superhero movies we've seen recently. Yeah, and you you finally watched Black Panther as well. Which will lead into our discussion, the primary discussion of this podcast, which will be a phase four wrap-up, in wrap a way, up, I guess. review. Just since we're starting phase five, so we can kind of discuss what exactly phase four brought to the table. And I guess we'll we'll cover movies only. Yeah, we'll keep TV shows separate. That's a longer that's like the true passionate marvel fans um if you're watching everything like way to go (laughs) are you burnt out of marvel content or superhero content in general or is the fact that at least with the tv shows a lot of them are going a different genre so i've watched helping i've watched all of them and i i agree with that the reason why i don't feel burnt out for the marvel content is because if you look at all the marvel shows they are all not different. drastically different, but they're different genres. They're trying they're different to hit genres. different. Moon Knight is a more serious adventure. You look at WandaVision, it's, darker, it's more yeah. sitcom And then sitcom. She-Hulk was breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, breaking the fourth wall. Law quotations. <laughs> She-Hulk is an episodic show in yes, comparison to the But it the rest also covers like someone who doesn't want to be a superhero. The also pers- true. The perspective of someone that's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, it was all different. Even in like Falcon and Winter even Soldier if it was wasn't our super cup of tea, serious. Per se, but Ms. Marvel, coming of age story. Yeah, Captain the uh, uh, Winter Soldier. That's um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. That buddy, was a buddy cop kind of buddy thing. cop, but a little bit more serious. Like they they took risks with it, and I would say even though people didn't like She Hulk, it still landed. It was still a solid show. Same with Ms. Ms. Marvel. I thought Ms. Ms. Marvel, Marvel was solid show. It was a clever way of introducing a character that's going to be in movies. Exactly. Without having to do like this movie and uh, like they, you know, people don't, they, they said that they're never going to do origin stories, but let's face it, for a character like that, if they're coming of age story, it's different. And if they were to do a movie, they would have to, no yeah. one knows who that character. So I think the TV show is a good way of being like, this is the character yeah. she will be. Exactly. In I think, I think that was definitely, I think the way Marvel's doing it, where showing these characters in these TV shows to kind of give them a more of a background before they get pushed, like. For example, like if you watch the Daredevil show on Netflix and then you saw Charlie Cox, I believe the actor's name is. On, Horrible with, with actor I think, names. But uh, if you see him, Matt Murdock, let's go with that, and you see him in the Spider-Man film. You know who he is. Right? You know who he is. But if that was just a cameo and the Daredevil show didn't exist, you would still recognize him. He's got the, the walking stick and Especially the Especially since they say the name, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, Mr. Murdock. He's right? blind and he catches a brick. Exactly, you know. But that character is so much more important because he has background in other and media. you know who he is. Exactly, and it just grows that character, right? It's just even better that he's helping out the Parkers who are not wealthy, yeah. and that's like Matt Murdock's shtick is he's helping the less, like the people that can't exactly. afford big lawyers. Exactly, and it just, I don't know, it just, but anyways, I mean, that is part of phase four. Still still on track. Anyways, phase four. Okay, so let's 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 go down the list here. So we got... Um, Start with Black Widow, because that's yeah, the July first 9th, phase four. July 9th, 2021. Direct to Disney Plus. <laughs> Direct to Disney Plus. Supposed to be in theaters. Supposed to be in theaters. COVID movie, unfortunately. I think if it was in theaters, it would have got a lot more. I think it would have done better in terms of, especially for box office, no yeah. doubt, right? But I think we've talked about this shortly, but we talked about Taskmaster. Like, he was just. <sighs> I might be one of the worst. Um, Design. Like, worst coming to live action. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they have for the most part not missed in terms of both casting and costume design. 
Nine times out of ten, I would agree, yeah. And I feel like Taskmaster may have been a bit of a miss. <laughs> a little bit. A little and bit. And like you said, it makes sense in a way that of all the ones where Taskmaster can kind of... Because he's a cool character to bring yeah. in. Yeah. It makes sense that it's going to be with someone that's way more hand, a hand-to-hand that, combat. That has a combat to copy. Yeah. Right? We don't have much of that in the current no. superhero and of superheroes of the MCU. A lot of its powers, a lot of its gadgets and whatnot. Mm. It makes sense that it's Black Widow. I think I don't know. I saw the movie. But the look was. I saw the movie like a year after Taskmaster was just the design wasn't the greatest. Um, the fact that they brought in Red Guardian was kind of random. I know it's all connected through the Russians and Black Widow's origin and stuff like that. And this, it's just... The time period's good. Like, where yeah, they kind of... where it's kind of pushed into the storyline of the I li- overall I like MCU. where they put it. Yeah, it made sense, because what were they the doing stu- for the five yeah, years or whatever? Well, and all the stuff that's also going on during... I think, <clears throat> I think the story overall is decent. Yeah, and... The characters from that movie are going to come back. Uh, Black Widow's sister, Elena, she's in the Hawkeye show. She's going to be in the Thunderbolts. David Harbour's character, Red Guardian, he's going to be in the Thunderbolts, I believe. Um, I think that's also where we saw Valentine, I believe. I, I think she's... Is it Madam Hydra in the comics? I can't remember. She's somewhere... I think it's Madam Hydra, yeah. Yeah, so she was in the Black Widow movie. She was at the end of Winter Falcon Winter Soldier. She was in Black Panther 2. Yes, she was in Black Panther 2. Yep. So she's going to be a reoccurring character as well. Um, so I think Black Widow, it might not be the strongest film, but it is going to be one of the more important films of Phase 4. Okay, moving on to what I would say is probably my second favorite movie of the list, and that is Shang-Chi. Oh, yeah, yeah, true, true. Legend of the Ten Rings. Now, this one was a... I did not see it on the release. It came out September 3rd, 2021. I also did not see it in theaters. I was intrigued, but I wasn't like, I was like already burnt out of Marvel stuff because this is sure. like, this is just after the hype, you know, like yeah. Endgame's out and now we're like, okay, what's next? And they're like, oh, okay. here's a Black Widow movie and here's Shang-Chi. And you're like, who the heck is that? Like, who the fuck? Now, for me, big, big part of Shang-Chi obviously is that I'm a huge fan of a Canadian produced show. Kim's Convenience. Kim's Convenience, which... Just so happens to have our lead man. Uh, that's where I, I would assume. I think that's actually pretty much where he got his start in terms of acting. Is. Yeah, and he's a dude from Mississauga as well. So he's a Canadian actor, which Simu, is awesome. Simu Liu, right? Simu Liu, yeah. And if you haven't seen, there's a video. There's a super fun video because he's newly famous, right? He was in Kim's, Kim's Convenience. He was in a couple other smaller things. There's a video of him in Toronto and he's standing on a roof, and behind him is a Shang-Chi billboard, and they're like, you got to turn around, you got to turn around. He turns around, he's just ecstatic. Like, he kind of falls in the category, in my opinion, where I kind of put Mark Ruffalo, where they're famous, but they're, like, just happy about it. They're like, yeah, I'm doing movies and stuff. Like, I can't believe I'm doing movies exactly. and stuff. Like, yeah. there's, you ever see the memes of Mark Ruffalo where it's like, somebody please tell him that he's famous? Because he's always, like, stargazing at other actors and stuff. And also, to, to pile on to it is... I don't want to take away from any of the other actors who have definitely gone through intense workout and training to For do, sure. to get the physique and to do their fights. But he went through he he had to work really hard, I bet. And on top of that, he performed. He the looked, fight scenes were amazing in this film, hands down. Some of the best fights. Kung scenes. Fu Marvel movie. It was so good. Sorry, Iron Fist. Having a Kung Fu Marvel <laughs> movie. True. 
Oh, movie. Movie. Cough, cough. Um, yeah, definitely. I'm I'm in the same boat as you, where it's definitely the second best movie of Phase Four. The bus scene alone just sells the it's movie. Top five fight. I know Marvel. you and I have talked. We talked about this last night, but the fact that it's not necessarily it's it's arm rings and not finger rings. Like it's more bracelets. Yes, as someone who watched like the ninety, Iron I feel Man. like the Mandarin ring. Like, because for me, it was always the Mandarin's rings. Yeah, right. And and it is in the movie. Yeah, yeah. it's still, the Mandarin's, still rings. Mandarin's ring. But it was just so much different than what I'm. Obviously, the Mandarin in comics, older comics, and in the TV show, not exactly uh, racially good. No, even they didn't like not, do the not best. PC, not PC, not Iron Man three. They didn't even do it. Would justice. not be a good adaptation if they just took that. That's let's say oh. that. So obviously, different changes had to be made. I think the issue for me is I knew them as the Mandarin's rings, but then when I'm seeing the trailers for this movie, I have no idea that that's those rings. Yeah, for sure. And I'm someone who's read and watched mm-hmm. Marvel content that has them. Yeah. That's the issue for me. Like either you yeah. if you're not hardcore paying attention, you don't make the dot the you connection. Don't, you don't make the connection. Yeah. But I think I think it also makes the Marvel Cinematic Universe unique because that's their take on it. But them. they were cool. I think nonetheless the, the fighting special with them were effects cool. overall for this film was solid, I found. And like the otherworldly um, yeah. place. Even like the there's a scene it, where like cool. the water comes out of the wall. Yeah. And like I was like, is this this is cool? Like it's in this story you just for characters that haven't been in the MCU before, and it's like their first, in quotations, origin film, yep. solid character development. Solid. Solid. The chemistry on screen is a big thing for me recently. And I find just like the the distance Slow between... motion used when slow motion should be used. Exactly. <laughs> Randomly, the return of freaking uh, ben, ben Kingsley's character from Iron Man 3, uh, Trevor. Oh, yeah, Trevor. And then there's um, also... Um, unexpectedly at the time is the abomination yeah abomination shows up for a quick sec and wong and you're just like phase wong baby what's happening but you just kind of go with it like it even the fight scenes in the whole underground thing him fighting his sister like it's just there's not a bad part in that movie really no i think i think that movie was another falls uh, falls under like the guardians galaxy in terms of like will this work even the first ant-man was that same column too and like. i think it was i think it hit it hit real hard hit real well so i got nothing nothing really bad to say about that movie same um which is can't be said about this, this next one which is probably marvel's greatest flop in terms of movies yep yep that's and the that's the eternals that came out november 5th 2021 i saw this in theaters um has some good actors though solid actors super random actors like i don't angelina jolie i guess she's not really doing anything so it kind of makes sense you know um, gotta have everyone in the mcu you do we're you gonna do. reach a point where every like a-list actor is gonna be someone jason momoa we're waiting for you even if they're glassed glasses mcgee in like a library yeah they're gonna they're, they're gonna be in they're the gonna MCU. make a cameo at least a cameo so i don't know it's the movie I think a lot of people are upset because the whole cliche of like, oh, there's a team of 12 overpowered people. Why weren't they here to help fight Thanos? Which, I mean, is fair. It's a fair point. Can't argue with that because they've <laughs> literally been on Earth since like the dawn of time. They exist. So they were in hiding. Um, they got zapped, obviously. Exactly. And then when they got back, they were confused. <laughs> what? Um, solid actors. The story overall is not bad. If it was a one-off movie and you didn't know it was connected to the MCU. But that's a problem, right? That is to be the fair, problem. 
like Black Widow, its connection is irrelevant, right? It's more of for now. For now, but in terms of back, like it's mostly backstory. Yeah. In terms of like you're going back to be like, this is what. Yes and no, because Yelena is a big part of the Hawkeye show. Same with. Uh, but who's Valentine. watching all the shows? I mean, not that saying that there aren't people that mm-hmm. are. It's just that at the end of the day, there are people who strictly just watch the movie. Even the Valentine's chick, Madame Hydra, that shows up in Wakanda Forever. She's a recurring character, and she's not a big part yet, per se. But it's just... It is mostly backstory, though. I would agree, for it's sure. It's just not... And Shang-Chi also... Other than, like, Abomination, and, which shows up in She-Hulk... Which and is Wong. A show, Wong, baby. <laughs> like... You could call that that it was a one-off film, and you yep. would you could never even put the Marvel title, and you wouldn't know exactly if they didn't have those cameos. That's a okay if too. you didn't know that the Mandarin was for sure. Shang Chi is one end of that coin. Eternals is the complete opposite end. Yeah, done well. Well, that works, and done not so well. But I'm I'm curious, even though how bad Eternals was, if Eternals is going to be one of the main parts to bring the X Men and mutants into the main MCU. Because mm. in the comics right now, the whole thing is that. Eternals try to take down the deviants because deviants are connected to crap, right? And who are they for the people that are? De- deviants are basically just like a type of mutation, I guess. Um, also from the dawn of time, the whole point is the Eternals are to take down the deviants. That's just the core, the core base thing. I'm ripping it that's down to the core. Yeah, that's like um, their goal. Yeah, but as of last year in the com in the comics. It's revealed that mutation, apocalypse, and everything like that, they share very similar DNA to the freaking... I've said this word like 30 times now. The deviants or whatever the fuck. So there's a huge all-out war that happens last summer where like the Avengers and the Eternals all have to try and fight the X-Men. And, like They're all trying to figure out what's a deviant, not what's not a deviant. And like... I don't know. I'm behind Blood in the tests. comics. Blood tests. <laughs> Are you a mutant? Yay yeah or nay? Check the blocks. Um... But anyways, I don't know. I think Eternals, it's just a long movie. Um, spoiler alert. Half the characters die anyways. Um, weird post credit scene because uh, freaking what's his name from One Direction? Um, Harry Styles makes a cameo at the end as Star Fox, who is like Thanos' brother in the comics. I've only seen Harry Styles in one movie. Which is? Um, I can't even remember what the movie was called. I think it was the one that was directed by, oh no, the girl from House. The late, the, I can't. <sighs> Um, is it Olivia something? <laughs> what movie has Harry Styles been in? I think it was an award winning or it was a, it was a um, nominated for an award. Um, Harry Styles. It was a weird movie. Very weird movie. I was uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm very curious about this. Filmography. Dunkirk. Don't worry, darling. Don't worry, darling. Olivia Wilde directed yep, that Olivia one. Olivia Wilde. There you go. I think that's the one where there was the rumor that he spit on Brad Pitt <laughs> at a, like an award show or something, which he that's didn't. That's a thing? Yeah. But uh, that was a weird movie. He wasn't bad in it, though, in terms of like his acting chops. But yeah, Eternals just didn't stick. But they, I like, they, they got to take, they're taking risks with other, you can't just have <laughs> the, the S tier Avengers. And then be like, okay, so, yep, they're gone. We're just going to keep introducing new versions of those people now. This is the new Iron Man. This is the new Cap. This is the new... You got to spread your wings and take chances. Worked with Guardians. Worked with Ant-Man. Worked with Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, like, you got to... not so much, but... They got to keep trying. The way you got to look at it is Ant-Man is the 
first Marvel film, okay? And Please. it's phenomenal to say that of the 31, at least 26 of those hit. Yeah, it's it's insane. And it's all down to personal opinion because certain people will say Guardians of the Galaxy 2 is good. Well, I think they're wrong. I mean, but I would they're say, entitled to their opinion. I would say Guardians of the Galaxy 2 would still qualify as a hit, though. That's what I mean. In terms of, like, financial and... Our one partial friend in common thinks Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3 are great films. They're okay. They, they they're have okay. action. <laughs> they Iron hit Man during is the time. Iron Man is in it. That's what makes it. They made money. It. Iron Man 2 was a great scene. We talked about that See, too. Because <laughs> The briefcase. If you're DC, you'd take all that money that Marvel's making off of these, what you would associate as non-hits. <laughs> yeah. Like DC would be like, we'll take that. Yeah, we'll, we'll take that terrible movie. I mean, people say it's bad, but they still made how much profit? Six hundred million. <laughs> All right, we've done good. I haven't even. I'm gonna be honest with you. I haven't seen half the newer DC movies. I didn't see Wonder Man. Wonder Man. Wonder Man. Well, that Wonder would be Man's why, not that out. Doesn't exist. Wonder Man is not out yet. He has a TV show coming out next year. That's a Marvel character, kids. Um, I haven't seen Wonder Woman two. I haven't seen Wonder Woman two. I haven't, I seen, haven't Aquaman. seen Aquaman. <laughs> I'm not gonna see Aquaman two. Not gonna. See I have Aquaman. not heard good things. Well, uh, no, because what's her face is in it. Well, that's irrelevant. I've just heard it's not great, period. <laughs> the only reason why I kind of want to watch the first Aquaman is because Willem Dafoe's in it. I don't even know what character he plays. I just know he's in it for a little bit. I'm You're like, like, I'm down. Like Willem Dafoe. Played a good Ryuk, you know? <laughs> Moving on to what I would say is the best movie of Phase 4. Doctor, I'm kidding. Uh, Spider-Man Spider No Way, no Way Home. Home. The prequel. That came out December 17th, 2021. And we saw it. I saw it three times, I think, in theaters. And we saw the extended version. Yeah, the extended cut, an extra which 11 was what? and a half minutes. <laughs> an extra 11 and a half, which is like almost so much of it was unnoticeable yeah. for the most Betty part. Betty Brant, crap. The only great part that came out of that is extra 11 and a half minutes is just an extended conversation between the three Spider-Mans. Yeah. Which people love. So. It love. It worked. But I don't think there's much that needs to be said. If you're a Spider-Man fan, you love... If you watched any of the original spider-man films you love this just pure nostalgia if you watched the andrew garfield movies you like this movie if you watch the Tom mcguire trilogy you watch if you watch the 90s spider-man cartoon you liked it like it was, it was great there's no real like, and it was emotional too like it wasn't oh, yeah. just that it was um the fight scenes were great obviously the build-up was great just the coming of it's a coming of age for peter exactly. as well right but it's there's so much going on with his life at the moment, and there's some tear tear jerking moments for sure. Very much so. At the time, the first time I watched the film, this is a spoiler if you haven't seen Spider Man uh, No Way Home yet, but I was not expecting Aunt May to die at what all. A, that was a twist. I'm gonna be honest with you. Did um, not see that. And coming. to give the like kind of like the great responsibility yeah, conversation. The Uncle Ben and it was cool to see the because. On May is an extremely important character for to, sure. to Peter and pretty much any content ever for that character. And that we all know how much Peter cared for her, how much happy cared for her. Like she was an important character in the all MCU. around. And people loved her. And wow, that was unexpected. Even like And you're feeling for Peter because at the time it's his whole life got spun upside down. Right at the beginning of that movie. At the end of the last movie. But that's what I mean. Like the start of that movie, his life is completely different. Yeah. Everyone knows he's Spider-Man. They all think he killed Mysterio. And he's got what? Three or four people that are in his corner? Barely. Like a handful. Yeah. And 
at the top of that is is Izame. And she she died. And then I think that that is what leads to the big decision at the end where he is like he's got nothing left. He's he wants like, people you know to be safe. He has like two loved ones, his two best friends. Yep. And he's like I don't want anything. I don't want me to be responsible for something bad happening to them. Correct. And I get it. And I'm sure that was probably one of the hardest decisions of his life being like that I want no yeah. one to know who I am. For sure. I do agree. And I thought the suit, the change of suit was Ugh. unreal. It was clean. And it finally really does cut that string on the Tony Stark stuff. It does. And it, you're bringing Spider-Man back to the roots of the being friendly Spider-Man. He's the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. But anything we see from Peter from now on, I don't know how long we're going to see Tom Holland as mm-hmm. Spider-Man anymore. I'm, I would not be surprised if we slowly lead into getting Miles, Miles in a way. or even Spider-Gwen. But... From Tom Holland's Spider-Man point of view, I'm excited to see everything that he comes up with is his. Correct. It's not, oh, I took this from Tony and I, maybe I tweaked it a bit. Yeah. It's, he doesn't have the Iron Spider anymore. That's he his. Have, it's all going to be him. It's his homemade suit. Because I feel like they kind of, they didn't do him dirty because they obviously showed off his intelligence. I've talked about this on podcasts before that they, it feels like they haven't really shown off how intelligent Peter really is. Because I saw a TikTok recently. And it was going over um, IQ in the MCU. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't fact check a lot of it, but based on how they were going, I was like, okay, this seems pretty close to accurate in terms of, they were going off of like comic IQ. Okay. But of characters that we have in the MCU to kind of be like, this character is this, because some people don't realize how intelligent some of these characters yeah. are, right? And Spider-Man's right up there, right? Like he's up there with like Mr. Fantastic, like, you know, like Tony, he's, he's, he's right like, up there. Yeah. I think he was past Tony and it's like, you would never know. No, exactly. You would never know. Still one of my favorite scenes. It's from the second Spider-Man though, is when they're in the jet. Yeah. And, and he's, he's like tinkering coming up, and, he like, and he's created basically his new suit. iron suit, iron spider suit. And Happy's just standing there. And he's like, well, you'll look just but like at the him. same like time. He's just copying Tony. Well, it's like, hey. you know what I mean? Like the program to make the suit was already created yeah. and he's just, you don't, get the grasp of how intelligent Peter really is from that. I think what you does see a good it job, a lot more in the third in one. In the third though. one, when all three of them are coming up with all like the solutions mm-hmm. for all their prob for all the villain problems, that's when you see how intelligent it, he is. Even before but that, that's though, the other Peters you're seeing also doing it. Even before that, when they're at like the in quotation safe house and he's trying to create the device with uh Green Goblin to try and fix Doc Ock. Like you see a bit of But that one's Peter's really that one's really like glazed over because they really just kind of introduce like the machine that happy has is just like convenient they're just like this is like the ultimate you think it it happened like you could make it yeah and it's just like well okay well meh but yeah i think everything about that and how hard they tried to keep like the two other actors like you really were you were like no you're in it but like yeah. part of you is like, I really don't actually know because yeah. like <laughs> you're kind of playing it real good in these uh behind the scenes interviews and stuff saying you're not in them, but it's almost like you're an actor. <laughs> but then when they show up in the fight, oh, it was so good. And a big thing is that a, because of how well this film did, like we are gonna potentially get a third Andrew Garfield Spider Man film, which I'm like I'm kinda pumped to be honest. Like well, it's, people it's, hate on those two movies, but it's not Andrew Garfield's fault the writing was bad. No, but it was a dark, slightly darker tone Spider-Man. 
I don't know if darker tone, but I I thought what was great about those movies was they really nailed the like quippiness of Spider-Man. Yeah. He was a great Spider-Man. He was a terrible Peter Parker. He was too hipstery, too hot, too, too cool. sexy looking. The nerds are cool. Nowadays, yeah, but that's a problem. The Peter Parker aspect of the world. <laughs> but um he 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 was a great Spider-Man. Yeah. Okay. Enough about Spider-Man. That was Anyways, great movie. Great movie. <laughs> great movie. Fantastic By far movie. the best of. Had impact on the MCU. Also had another cameo because obviously we forgot. We never even mentioned that Doctor Strange. <laughs> Doctor Strange and Wong was in it for a little has bit. Like a massive uh, part in it. But <laughs> just a little. You bit. could almost argue he caused the issues. Yeah. But anyways, um, then we have a miss, I guess you would say, and that is uh, well, I guess this one's not a miss. This one was okay. Doctor Strange. Okay. <laughs> In the Multiverse of Madness. I came out May 6th, uh, 2022. Love the director. Sam Raimi? He was the one that did the Spider-Man trilogy. Danny Elfman came from the music. The music hits. The music was great. Love and the I, scenes. I'm going to be honest. I think and all the Doctor Strange stuff with um, like the mirror dimension. Special effects. Special effects. Stuff, like, yeah. I think it looks great. No, special effects. The... Kind of gave a better explanation of what exactly the multiverse is, and yeah, it kind of did its best to kind of push a little bit, um, Sim- simplify it for people. Simplify it. Scarlet Witch being the villain, kind of neat. Missed opportunity was the whole Illuminati in the alternate universe. Mm. I was so happy to see John Krasinski as Reed Richards though, because that's been a fan cast. What for you weren't you years. weren't were you more excited about that or seeing Prof X? Professor Xavier up there, yeah, and uh, Patrick Stewart, nonetheless. It's hard for this. Because I was for happy me, seeing Patrick Stewart. Don't get me wrong. I was. I love that Professor X was there. Um, his little scene of like going into and her he was mind, in like the nineties chair. chair. Yeah, the the nineties chair. The X Men soundtrack plays briefly for a quick yeah. sec, which is great because that show comes out either later this year or early next year. The sequel to the nineties X Men show, which I'm super pumped about. Either way, it was cool but, to see the Illuminati. Yeah. For that thirty seconds, it was cool. For that thirty seconds. Um, Black Bolt. The same actor came back from Inhumans. It was cool to see uh, Peggy Carter as Agent Carter from the What If show. That was neat. Um, never seen Captain Marvel, so I don't know about that one character. Um, and they get wrecked. And they get destroyed. Absolutely. But John wrecked. Krasinski was great. <laughs> I'm still hoping that he's going to get... He won't be casted for Reed Richards, I don't think. But if him and his wife, Emily Blunt, gets casted for like Sue and Reed, like that is... On-screen chemistry up to wazoo. Fingers like, crossed. It was just, it'd be great. But anyways. I think overall, I think the movie was good. I think the special... It's... Doctor Strange is like those movies where they really flex the special effects that they have. Not the, I didn't... It's not that I didn't like America Chavez, but her character kind of just felt a little flat to me. Yeah, it was... Uh, wasn't the best, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. In terms... It was... I think... When you don't really care about like the whole villainesque thing going on, you're more like interested in just kind of the inner workings of yeah. the multiverse. Wong was solid. Yeah. Um, it's a bit. It falls under the M. It was mid. It was like middle yeah. of the pack. Like yeah, slightly I'm, lower than mid tier for me, but definitely not the worst ones. Then we got this Thor, one on the Love and Thunder. Okay. <laughs> Anytime Christian Bale. Was on screen as Gore the Good, but God Butcher, goosebumps. Loved every shot that he was oh, with. He was the fantastic. absence of color, like that, was great. Chris um, Hemsworth's uh, kid was cute. Yep. Like, 
I didn't know it was his kid Oof. until you told me at the end where you're like, that's yeah. actually his daughter. I yeah. was like, oh, so that's kind of cute. To give you context, the little girl that plays Gore the God Butcher's daughter in the movie is Chris Hemsworth's daughter in real life. And it's who he ends up leaving the ship to exactly. fight with at the Which end. Which is just, just a nice little, little cute. Um, Melissa McCarthy showing up as Hella as a theater thing. I don't like Melissa McCarthy as an actress. I just don't find any movie that she's in like overly funny. So I've just never been the big fan of her. And I think I literally like I as soon as I saw that, I was like, <laughs> for frick's sakes. They tried they tried to recreate the magic of Thor Ragnarok. Of Thor Ragnarok. And it did not land. Because it was almost identical, but just not as good. Taika Waititi did not want to do it, I'm pretty sure. He straight up said that he he's like in an interview. I did everything I could. For yeah. The, like, he's the, like, if I knew I was going to get a fourth one, I, put, I wouldn't have put everything I had into the third one, which is understandable. Like, And even uh, Chris has come out and said that he wants Thor to kind of become more serious. He's not into playing that kind of silly, yeah. wacky Thor anymore, which is, which is fair. Cause yeah. Thor Ragnarok was great. Uh, Chubby Thor think, in Endgame was good. You can say what you want about the, but, the original trilogy of or the original two the first two movies of thor that thor is very like meh but that is thor he he is kind of meh the we the not the messed up thing but it's so amusing they give him too much person if you look in the grand scheme of the mcu thor is one of the most developed characters yeah because you look at the first one he's like oh another and he's very like serious all the time and then you look at Thor Love and Thunder and he's making like fart jokes and Fortnite yeah, he's jokes a completely and you're like completely different character. What the heck happened? Lived in America. America. They America'd him. They Americanized him. But I do think I mean, it's definitely his way like you can his adaptation towards Earth and Yeah. Whatnot, but it's just I do think that he would still be a relatively serious character. Yes, even in the comics, he's still super serious all the time Stoic and, yeah you know as soon as he's holding that hammer he's the lady doth protest too much you know shakespeare yeah, in the he's park a, he's a, <laughs> reference yeah, to he's, the first avengers he doesn't have much personality no and now he's got way too much way too much they need to tone it down a little bit considering his family and everyone's dead and the world is dead and everything's just sad for just him just depressing and then the final movie was black panther wakanda forever i think the movie was pretty good i the only, it was just so um, predictable. Like I was, I feel, I don't know if that's because of how many like superhero movies and it just followed a very like pretty typical Heroic superhero journey, yeah, yes. journey. Yeah. You just kind of knew everything that was going to happen. You're like, okay, obviously I know who the Black Panther's going to be. Yeah. They're going to figure it out. My two takeaways from I, the movie. I knew that. The plant, like the plant that they're tr- like the Black Panther plant that they're yeah. trying to recreate. Once that story was told about uh, Namor and his people, yeah, I was like, like, oh, there it is. They're gonna get that. They're gonna figure out whatever that plant is, and that's gonna be the way they synthesize their the the Black Panther yep. plant. Like, it was just it was just very predictable. The fighting was cool. I love the the water tech, like the like yeah hydro bombs and. Mm-hmm. I thought those were kind of cool. I, I did feel like the movie dragged on a little bit, in my opinion. It just felt like... Some parts were, were a super little longer slow. than... Yeah. Um, three things that I really enjoyed is the actress that plays the queen of Wakanda. She, she was, was so good. Phenomenal I loved in the, that movie. I loved the intro, like the very beginning scene. The when, court scene? Yeah, where she's in there and they're like, 
we want vibranium. All like the nations are like, we want vibranium. And she's like, we're not going to give you vibranium. They're like, but you should have to give us. And she's like, why? Because you're going to make weapons out of it. Like you're the danger. Not yeah. us. People we know what we're doing in. with it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like you see some operatives going in to try and steal vibranium. And then it turns out it's France and she just calls them out. And you're just like, damn, that was epic. Solid for sure. Post credit scene. Unexpected. I would have to say. Yeah, I was not expecting that. It was very interesting. Um, and then my other big thing is the dream sequence as thing when she takes the herb. I did not expect who was going to be in there, if I'm being honest. I was not. Yeah, I guess obviously the, that gonna, was the it, one thing I didn't predict because yeah. obviously you think it's going to be some form of her talking to T'Challa. Somehow recycled footage, something, yeah, something. from something, or just but, like a voice, like you know. And yeah, but man, I did not expect him to be there instead. Yeah, I didn't even think that. Um, Michael B. Jordan was cat like in the film. Yeah, I didn't know either. And so, sh- but, but it made sense. It made perfect it sense made for her. So character much sense arc. for what she was going yeah. through. She was she lost everything, and who lost everything? And the whole monger, re- like it just fit. It fits so well. But it's just it's you talk about how predictable the plot is, but then that is like a moment that seems so predictable, but you wouldn't think about. She it. wanted to be the Black Panther for the wrong reasons, as Killmonger did. Exactly. And she's all like, oh, she's not sharing it with the. Oh yeah, no, I'm not. I didn't. I didn't see anyone. Yeah. And you're like. Like, yeah, classic, kind of saw, classic yeah. keeping it yeah. a secret. Okay. But yeah, no, I definitely. I Namor was cool. Namor. Um, they dropped the mutant. The mutant word. They dropped the M word. Matt's favorite. For an word. actual mutant this time around. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? Uh, what do you mean? Namor's a mutant. So is Ms. Marvel. <laughs> oh. But um, yeah, he he was good. The whole his people thing. I I thought it was really cool when you went the, through the whole backstory and. I think it's cool too to like the lore that Black Panther brought Black Panther Wakanda Forever brought into the MCU. I thought was really neat like connecting the whole Atlantis to Wakanda. Yep. Like just that and it brings a part that we haven't really seen into the MCU outside of the Eternals where there's like expanded lore that's not connected to New York City basically. Yeah, which is nice. It's nice <laughs> to have stuff going on outside uh, you know on the planet. Yeah. For people that don't read comics, don't worry. It's the same in the comics, too. Nothing happens outside of New York City. <laughs> Nine times out of ten. Yeah. Unless no. it's on the moon. <laughs> that is definitely fair. I think... Um, I think overall I'm excited for, like, Shuri to see what she does. I mean, I predicted... I definitely was like, yeah, she's not going to take the role of, like, queen. Yeah. She's Umbaku. like... Baku. Which made so much sense because exactly. they, they had so many moments together in the movie... Where yeah. like, she's like, I'm not, I'm not ready to lead this yeah. country. I'm not. That's not. I have so much going on with myself and figuring out other figuring out things. things. And that's also just not what she wants. Exactly. And she knows that he'll do a yeah, good job. Umbaku will do great. The actor that plays Umbaka is Umbaku, great as well. You ever see? There's an interview with him on Jimmy Fallon, and he does like his character like call, and the whole audience gets up and like yells it back to him pretty no. neat it's pretty good i'll have to show it to you after but yeah that's our wrap around on phase four we have one more question oh one more question what do you think about uh iron heart <sighs> i thought I, she was cool i thought she was neat i think it was definitely uh it's too bad because it's too bad that um robert downey jr would be so expensive because it would have been so cool for her ai to, to be, be tony. tony stark like it is in the comics it would be pretty neat that would be hilarious but um, I thought it was cool, especially like how she made her own 
Iron Man suit, but it was really ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> like, you were like, yeah, that's definitely a homemade version. Like, yep, you're right, you're right. And I liked how, like, when she's... um when she has all the resources of Wakanda and she's making her own version, you see the heart and you're, and if yeah. you knew who she was in the comics, in the comics, you're like, okay, yeah, let's yeah, go. Yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued. I thought the suit was cool. Yeah. I was not into the, um, into the weird blue suits. Yeah. For the guard, for the guards, for like yeah. the, the Royal weird. guards. Yeah. I didn't like those. Yeah. They looked whack a little bit. A little bit. They didn't look like they belonged as <laughs> black Panther guards. No. I do agree with that, yeah. They looked better for... With Namor. For, yeah, exactly. I was a little confused. I was like, are these designed for the right Someone nation? Something up here? But otherwise, yeah, I think solid movie. I think Phase 4 as a whole is not as bad as people do it because Phase 4 is a soft reboot. Yeah, I think... And it's there's tying not up just loose not, ends. There's just not much to build up to yet at this point, right? So like you said, there's some... Spider-Man isn't really so much building up to what's next. But it's concluding. But it's a concluding story. a lot of Tom Holland stuff and setting and it's soft up his reboot future. Him. Yeah, exactly. He's starting right? over essentially. Black Panther Are 2. Are we going to get his like those original cast members from those original three movies? I don't I think know. so. I'm kind of hoping that Do they bring was, Zendaya back? I saw this post and it would be so cool if they did it is that he goes to like college or whatever, right? Or he gets like a dorm room or he okay. can't pay enough rent so he needs a roommate. And the roommate is Johnny Storm. Oh, and I was like, that would be a sick, just like great introduction. Just slowly introduce the family instead of doing it all at once in a movie. How intelligent is Johnny Storm? Pretty intelligent. In the Ultimate Universe, the Ultimate Universe for Spider-Man comics is literally it's like him, Human Torch, and Kitty are like the trio of the main yeah. characters. So I think that would, even if they brought Kitty in too, like if they Ultimate yeah, Spider-Man, yeah, like that one of you. I went on my knees, you know. Uh, but Johnny Storm, he's not like no long nowhere near like reed richards smart do you think we're moving on from mj definitely like we won't see zenday in any of the other films cameo supporting role maybe but i don't think she's gonna yeah, be like caesar in like a coffee shop kind yeah. of thing but not a character anymore yeah i really hope for this is sounds stupid but a love interest to be felicia hardy black yeah. cat be awesome um, and see black cat do something and black cat do something in general like but I, not just felicia hardy but yeah. actually seeing doesn't have to be in the movie no because guess somewhere. what marvel can do they can have Felicia Hardy in the movie, and then they can have a black cat show. Exactly, um, and that'd be cool because that'd be about like a thief. Exactly, new storyline, new type of storytelling, new type of yeah, exactly, a new kind of archetype that we haven't seen. Exactly, more of a anti-hero. Yeah, not Robin Hood because no, no, she don't. She's not Robin like Hood. Cat money, but not quite. I do want to see scene though in the next Spider-Man film or the next thing that Tom Holland is, is that he's like in class or something, and like a new girl shows up and she goes like, "Oh, hi, I'm Gwen." And you kind of just see like the wheels spinning of like, can't fall for this one because she's going to somehow die. <laughs> Yikes. Like, just like, you know what I mean? Like, it was such a, such a stupid. Also an intense thing. moment from the Spider-Man film. Oof. Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man saving jumping down MJ. and saving MJ. The right way. Like, yeah. And being like, I couldn't save her or mine, but yeah. I'm glad I saved yours. Honestly, Andrew Garfield's character, like Tom McGuire was great, but hats off to Andrew Garfield. Like he got the redemption. he. And they all seem like such buds in all their interviews and yeah. stuff. They're like. They're like, oh, we were just having a great time. Yeah, we're just, well, Tom Holland was probably like, oh my god, like, big yeah, fan, yeah, big he, fan. He's like, I'm just doing my best to like. But Toby is probably to like, I'm freaking too old for this, but let's do it anyways. I'm just, yeah. Overall, it was great. Um, phase four, I think, was decent. Wasn't my favorite overall. Had a couple good films for sure, but I think 
this Ant-Man is the start of the real push towards what's going to be happening next in the MCU. So if you haven't seen it, I would say, unfortunately, even if you don't end up liking it as much, I would say it is more of a must-see in terms of if you want to know what's going on with the MCU. The thing with Ant-Man 2, eh, sorry, not Ant-Man 2, haha. Ant-Man 3. Ant-Man 3 <laughs> um, is that the way they did it, in my opinion, is they concluded Ant-Man's story enough. I liked that they were all a family together, too. It was a cute little family thing. We got introduced to his daughter as more yeah, of a family main character. Trip just to the quantum realm. <laughs> it's just, it's the Fast and the Furious meets Star Wars film. It's all about family. Because uh, <laughs> the family. Because the family. But if you look at the Ant-Man trilogy, for example, right? Um, like, we have answers from Ant-Man 1 in this movie. We yep. have answers from Ant-Man 2. How did Janet survive in the quantum realm, for example? Like, this movie kind of just wraps up the Ant-Man story enough that when ant-man's in a future film you don't and modok and modok good old modok it's cool to see modok was cool to see it was cool movies. to see in the movies i as wacky as he looked but i'm okay with how they did it for the mcu modok that's fair he was cool but i gotta he say mcu well. modok yeah, mcu modok um but yeah that was been our kind of two cents on phase four as a and whole Ant-Man also well. ant-man and our really 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 quick of black adam <laughs> exactly which is the opposite of Black Adam because it was all in slow motion. But we hope you guys like this episode. We'll see you next Wednesday for another one. And yeah, hope you guys have a great week. Bye-o. Bye. TNMP, the Nerdy Misfit Podcast. Don't forget to join the island by dropping a follow. Thank you. Thank and you. see you next week. <laughs> Bye now.